Welcome to The Meeting Room, a place to gather and discuss all things relating to meat safety, quality, and production. My name is Brianna Boozman, and I am a meat scientist. And typically when I tell people that, I'm met with a lot of interesting reactions. Um, I get a lot of questions, I get a lot of confused looks, and a lot of people who simply ask, what in the world is a meat scientist? What could that possibly entail? And so um, I'm here to visit with you today as the host of the meeting room about things that are related to meat production and meat quality and meat safety and everything that goes into providing a high quality protein to be included in your diet. And so I'm really excited to start up this podcast um, and to be able to introduce you to the world of meat science if it's something that you're already a part of. Um, Hopefully just to be able to continue to have further conversations about the meat industry and all that goes into meat production. So to start off, um, I'd like to introduce a few of our weekly numbers. So this past week in the United States, over 2.5 million pigs were harvested, along with over 640,000 head of cattle. This resulted in over 550 million pounds of pork and 530 million pounds of beef being produced to provide high-quality protein sources for the United States and to be sent across the world. In meat industry news, it was announced about a week ago that a new beef plant is being built in Nebraska. A group of cattlemen and investors are building a regional plant in North Platte, Nebraska, under the name of Sustainable Beef LLC. This plant will harvest about 400,000 head of cattle a year and employ nearly 900 people. So this is pretty exciting to see coming to Nebraska. Um, I know this was announced last week, but it's something I really wanted to include being that I live in the state of Nebraska and it's something that I'm really excited to see come on the line uh, within the next couple years. So for those of you who've interacted with me before, you've probably seen that I share uh, quite a bit about meat science on Twitter. And that's been a great avenue to share some content, some kind of quick stories. However, through that, I've gotten a lot of questions about um, opportunities to get some more of that content, hearing about some of the presentations I've been able to do, um, and finding ways to really access that content and get some questions answered. And so from there, the idea of starting a podcast was developed, and um, I hope to use this as a resource to be able to continue to answer questions and just to share information about the meat industry. So through this, I'll cover different topics relating to meat production, both on the live animal side, through processing, and through uh, things that you can do at home to try to better your eating experience. Additionally, we'll have conversations about food safety and quality or the actual palatability of those different products. And along with that, we'll highlight the various aspects that go into getting meat from the farm to your plate. So I'm, I'm really excited to get started on this podcast and think it will be a great way to really continue uh, the meat science conversation. So today, just to get started, I wanted to introduce myself, give a background on what brought me to meat science, really to answer that question about, well, why would you choose to be a meat scientist or how in the world did you get into that? Uh, Because that's a common question that I get. And so uh, today I wanted to 
provide some of that information uh, just so that way you're familiar with who I am um, and the story that I'll be telling in the future. So I grew up on a farm in southeastern South Dakota where my family raises Angus cattle and we sell bulls every year by private treaty. And in addition to that, we have uh, sheep and crops as well. And so growing up, um, I was involved a lot on our farm, but since we had more of the seed stock cow-calf operation, I didn't see much of the actual meats production side of things. We'd always keep some cattle for ourselves to uh, feed out and then get butchered at a local locker. And so our freezers were always full of homegrown beef. But I really never saw that side of the production system or really truly understood all that went into uh, the meats production. And so I knew where meat came from. I understood it. But to me, the production cycle, specifically in beef, stopped when my dad would bring the feeder calves to the sale barn and he'd come home with pizza from Pizza Hut. And so it really wasn't until college that I was introduced um, or got a more in-depth view of that production side of things, as well as really getting introduced to the world of meat science. So I went to college at South Dakota State University, where I originally began uh, majoring in ag business with the intention of becoming an accountant. And it was shortly after my first accounting class when I really struggled uh, with figuring out the difference between a debit and a credit that I realized that maybe uh, the egg business or the banking side of things wasn't fully the direction that I needed to go. Uh, but there was a few other things during college that really sparked my interest in the animal science side of things and specifically having that meat science focus. So the first one was taking just an intro to meat science class. So through this class, I was introduced to uh, really all things meat science. We learned about muscle structure. We learned about the conversion that muscle goes through to turn into meat. We learned about the different facets of production and how that could impact meat safety and quality. Uh, we were introduced to how things like genetics or nutrition could impact that final product. And this was really an awesome class. I had the chance to be in the lecture as well as take a lab portion where we got to do some cutting, we got to see processing, we got to help with harvest, and really was just introduced to all things meat science. So really just taking that intro class was a great experience um, and opened me up to the world of meat science. In addition to my classes, for two summers I interned with Ag United for South Dakota which was a public relations group for the ag industry that is made up and supported by the different commodity groups in the state of South Dakota. And so through that position, I got to help with a lot of open houses and communications outreach to connect consumers with producers and to help answer questions about where uh, your food came from and really the ag industry in South Dakota and uh, that experience was actually predominantly focused on dairies. So I spent a lot of time um, serving ice cream, serving glasses of milk, and talking about the dairy industry. And um, although it was a little bit outside of my scope of knowledge and my experience, it still was really an awesome position. And it really opened my eyes to the disconnect that there is even in rural South Dakota 
um, a place where you think that everybody is tied to agriculture. I grew up in a town of about 700 people. Most of my friends grew up on farms or had either family that farmed or a relative or a close friend that was involved in the ag industry. It was something that was really uh, tied in with the community and something that I thought everybody everybody knew about, especially in South Dakota. Uh, but it was really amazing to see that disconnect there and made me realize how important it was to be able to understand the ag industry as a whole. Um, I knew a lot about beef production. I knew about lamb production. And so through this internship, I decided to add animal science as a double major uh, to be able to take classes in pork production and more in-depth in meats production, just to really be able to get more well-rounded uh, in the ag industry and just to have a better understanding of production as a whole. The final thing that really broke me into the meat industry and sparked that interest was a trip to China. So with the College of Ag and Bio at South Dakota State, I was able to go to China where we went to Hong Kong, Guangzhou, Xi'an, and Beijing. And on this trip, we got to tour a lot of different ag production facilities as well as uh, do the touristy stuff, of course. But one of the main things that really stuck with me was going to a wet meat market. And so in some communities in China where it's very population dense, there's not a lot of excess space in terms of housing, and a lot of people don't have refrigeration. That's something that uh, in the U.S. we really take for granted, or at least I do. And so there are a lot of times people buy the food that they're going to consume the day that they're going to consume it. This wet meat market that we went to really reminded me of a basement of a parking garage. So cement floors, cement walls, dark, cold, and damp. And overnight, animals would be harvested, and then their product would be sold throughout the day. And it wasn't like at the retail store here where meat would be in a cooler or in a freezer, and you'd buy what you need and take it home and thaw it and cook it. The meat was laying out on a table um, or a carcass was hanging there and you could go up and they would cut the product right there in front of you. As the day went on, the price of that meat would go down. It's being exposed to the elements. It's getting a little bit more of that food safety concern. You know, here in the United States, meat inspection is required for the sale of all meat products. And there, that wasn't something that was really even being considered. And so this experience just really, one, made me thankful for the food production system that we have here in the United States, but uh, it also really just made me interested in food safety and in um, just the variations in production between countries and even between uh, different areas within the United States. This isn't just talking about meats production in terms of the harvesting, but even just thinking about how animals are raised, how ag differs from place to place. And so really through taking a meat science class, through an internship experience, and through this travel experience really are the key things that sparked my interest in meat science and made me decide to go that direction. So during the remainder of my time at SDSU, um, I still took those ag business classes, but I also took a lot of animal science courses and really uh, specified my animal science program to be focused on meat science. So took a lot of meats production classes, 
a lot of processing classes, um, and really got a good meat science knowledge base during that undergrad program. Following graduation, I packed my bags and moved about 1,400 miles west to Moscow, Idaho, where I completed my master's in animal science with a meat science focus at the University of Idaho. And this was really a great experience for me, not only because of the meat science content in those classes I was able to get, uh, but just really being able to be introduced to a totally different production system, a totally different um, look at the ag industry. Where I grew up, it was cattle, corn, and soybeans, and the ground was flat and you could see for miles. Where I was at in Idaho, it was called the Palouse, and just rolling hills of wheat, uh, there was lentils, there was garbanzo beans or chickpeas. Um, Not far from Moscow, we would be getting into fields in Washington that had lentils and onions and asparagus. And not even much further than that, we would be getting into apple orchards and um, just all kinds of different things. And, And I should, of course, you know, we were in Idaho. I have to mention the potatoes. So we saw that as well. And so it just was really neat for me to be able to see those things growing as well as going to the beef unit at University of Idaho and seeing um, in their commodity bay, seeing grape pumice or byproducts from apple juice production that were then being used in livestock production. And that was just something that was totally different for me. And I'm really thankful that I had that experience and was able to see Uh, that side of things. But really, uh, the things that stuck out to me at University of Idaho, uh, one was the people. I had some awesome mentors. I had awesome um, grad students and undergraduate students that I was able to work with that really made for a great experience. And with that, I was able to do a lot of really cool research and help with a lot of different projects. So my research project was specifically focused on understanding the impact of electrical stimulation on calcium concentration and calpane activity in beef. And so that I know sounds like a lot, but basically I was studying uh, steak tenderness. I was looking to see if we could find ways to improve Uh, the enzymes that are active in meat during that aging process. So when you hear about wet aging or dry aging, that is done to improve tenderness. And that tenderness is improved because of enzymes that are naturally found in meat products. And so that was really the focus of my study. Um, So I just can tell people that I specifically was studying steak tenderness. In addition to that, I got to help with a lot of other projects, uh, ranging from looking at uh, genetic panels predictions for tenderness and how they actually played out to see if um, an animal that was genetically selected to be tender actually saw some tenderness improvements. We looked at the impact on carcass size on meat quality. We looked at some impacts of dry aging and different factors that play into that. I got to work some on extending shelf life for exported products and even did some studies uh, evaluating how we could use potato products and further process meats. And so, of course, we were in Idaho. I was there for the meat and potatoes, and we had to incorporate some of that into our research as well. 
So really got to uh, help with all different kinds of projects and uh, get that experience. And it was just a great way to get further introduced to the meat industry and to see really all the different cycles and different sides of production. So I graduated in May of 2020 with my master's in meat science. And following that, I moved to Lincoln, Nebraska, where I am currently the Youth Meat Animal Extension Assistant Professor at the University of Nebraska. And so in this position, I work a lot with students or youth um, in 4-H and FFA, as well as um, extension educators across the state to provide uh, meat science training to students. And so one of my goals in this position is to make meat science a known career path that students want to pursue, not just something that they stumble upon like I did. Although I'm very, very thankful that that happened, it's something that I wish when I went into college I could have known about and could have really uh, focused on some of that or some of those studies uh, from the beginning. And so Meat science and the meat industry in general is such a huge industry and it's growing and there's so many great opportunities in it uh, that I really want to be able to help expose students to that um, and get them excited to be a part of it. So in addition to my extension position, I also teach a uh, meat and carcass evaluation class at the university uh, within the animal science department and I coach the meats judging team. And so it's a really awesome experience to be able to connect with youth across the state of Nebraska, as well as college students once they're actually here in Lincoln. All right, so that's a little bit about me. Through this podcast, I am excited to be able to have some further conversations really focused on meat production, safety, quality, preparation, And there's really so much more to the meat industry. Uh, One of the things that I think is so interesting about uh, meat production and meat science is that really every aspect of animal science plays into that final quality. The genetics that you're using, the nutrition, the environment that that animal is raised in, how it's harvested, how it's fabricated, how it's stored, or that final product is stored, how it's cooked at home. All of those things can have an impact on how that product ends up tasting and really impacts that final eating experience. And so it gives us an opportunity to have a lot of really great conversations about meat production, and I'm excited to do that. So it should be a great conversation, and I'm really excited to have you join me as we continue on in this podcast. So with that, thank you for stopping by the meeting room. And I look forward to visiting with you more soon.